I wonder how many sermons you can remember. When I think back throughout the decades, there are only a handful that I can still recall. One of the most memorable takes me back about nine years ago, and the preacher, a friend and mentor of mine, spoke all about today's lectionary reading from the Song of Solomon. The sermon lingers in my memory for two reasons. First, it was the very first time I had ever heard someone preach out of this interesting and somewhat controversial piece of scripture. And secondly, my friend unashamedly and openly spoke about its celebration of sensual, erotic, faithful human relationships. My preacher friend explained that over the centuries, theologians have debated why this unusual book even makes an appearance in the Bible. The answer for most is to see a connection between the love the man and the woman have for each other as an expression of God's love for God's people, Israel, and later, in current times, the bond of love between Jesus and his church. Today, however, I would like us to consider the words of love, the flirting, the wooing, and the expressions of joy and hope in this reading as a love letter from God to each one of us. Before we do that, though, we are going to briefly think about some of the features of a loving relationship between lifelong partners. Can you remember what it felt like to fall in love? Do you remember spending nearly every waking moment thinking about that special person and longing to be in their company? Everything about them seemed so wonderful. We were fascinated by the colour of their eyes, the curve of their mouth, and every word they spoke was like gold. This state of infatuation, this first phase of love, often described as love sickness, thankfully settles down over time, and then the hard work begins. We start to build a relationship. If we are fortunate, we may spend decades with our beloved, and over time something really weird often begins to happen. Have you ever noticed how people who have been together for ages begin to look and sound like each other? I've included some fun examples in the pictures below in the written text. Psychologists suggest that long-term couples start to resemble each other due to a number of factors. I've picked out three. First, couples often change or modify themselves to form a better, more harmonious relationship. Secondly, couples who have journeyed together through life's ups and downs develop similar frowns and laugh lines. And lastly, they develop similar habits, routines and diet. They also begin to appear to read each other's minds and can sometimes finish each other's sentences. So, if we become more like our earthly lover or long-time companion over time, what can we say about our relationship with the lover of our souls, our Lord Jesus? In today's reading from James, we are reminded that we are God's own children, birthed through the word of truth. We are the people who are gifted with new life in Christ, and that, my friends, changes everything. James then goes on to explain how our relationship with Jesus should change and modify our behaviour. 
we are advised to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James then commends us to rid ourselves of all human sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. These are pretty harsh descriptions of human nature, but if you want to be reminded of how messed up we humans can be, just watch the nightly news. Or, better still, listen again to the list of human brokenness in Mark. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil attentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Sometimes we just have to wonder what God had in mind when he created human beings. The scriptures tell us that all creation was condemned to lose its purpose because God willed it to be so. There is profound mystery in this, but even more amazing and startling is the fact that even in our brokenness, God makes the first move and reaches out to us with love and grace. When we respond to this divine first move, we enter into the greatest relationship of our lives. In today's reading from Mark and James, we are reminded that being in a relationship with God always means a change of heart and a change in our behaviour. If we think we are following Christ, yet fail to become more and more like him by changing and modifying our behaviour, we need to have a good long look at ourselves. Following Christ and adopting his way of love takes work and dedication, and as James points out, we can only do this if we keep our focus on the law of grace that sets us free. To encourage us to continue on this path, and dedicate ourselves to mirroring the lover of our souls, Jesus Christ. It is good to remember, at all times, just how much we are loved. When I read the poetic description of love in today's Song of Solomon, I hear Christ say to all of us, Arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, come take my hand. Walk with me and spend time with me, and I will show you the promise of a new life. The winter of your shame and fear has ended. The flooding rain that threatened to wash you away is over and gone. This new life will be like the beauty of spring flowers and the cooing of doves. It will be bursting with good things. Arise, my love, walk with me. For I am the lover of your soul. You are now mine, and I am yours. Brothers and sisters in Christ, may we live in Christ as Christ lives in us. Amen. The following hymn is entitled, Lover of My Soul. <laughs> 